0: Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's
1: a parade. You're goddamn right, it's a parade, Mr. Graham. Sorry, Russ. Call the police. <laughs> Why? There's been a burglary. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, let's face it. The El Gatlico is the only thing we have to talk about this weekend, right? It was the only derby that happened, yeah, nothing right? Nothing else actually. I mean, even nothing no- happened. Nothing happened. Well, at least if you ask a Liverpool fan, nothing happened. Let's start the show.
2: Of Bowie, Maryland. Spread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam
3: Houston.
2: Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ray day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Drunker United! Drunker United!
1: Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way is the dead sexy Samuel Graham finally started to recognize did you huh how you doing buddy doing very well thank you how are you <laughs> see i figured if i threw that in there you wouldn't get all bitter that i didn't ask you because yeah. normally if i just throw in a snide remark you're all like yeah i'm doing great thanks for fucking asking asshole <laughs> i've never been that rude you're always that rude we're recording at studio h just outside our nation's capital you can check us out on all podcast platforms Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your footballing friends. Uh, remember, five stars, D-back, really easy to do on iTunes. And uh, if you're listening to us, share us on Twitter. Let, let everybody know that you're listening. And same thing with, uh, with Facebook as well. Um, I know I've seen some of you guys do it before, and that's great. Keep doing it. Let people know, particularly if you think uh, we did a really good show this week. You know, whatever week it is you really liked it, throw up a quick share and go, hey, this is – This is one worth less than two. Yeah, definitely. And if you didn't like it, share it twice. (laughs) Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, On email, we are
0: dufootballshow at gmail.com. And then you can get in touch on those very social medias that Sam just referenced, at dufootballshow, and find the closed group, Drunkard United
1: FC, uh, because that's where most of the banter takes place. Including the Patty Power and the alternate commentary for the derby this week which was bloody fucking brilliant i believe the word was a sexual pass a sexual pass yeah he's <laughs> sexual pass ah, well he stroked it all right <laughs> yeah he did Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so as the red-blooded Americans we are we' vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show Sam we're going back to a classic but it's a classic for a fucking reason absolutely it's is good. uh this is the McAllen 15 <clears throat> year
0: old double cask uh, comes in at eighty six proof and will run you between one thirty four ninety nine and one thirty nine ninety nine Uh, on the shelf. It was rated a 93 by Whiskey Advocate, and it comes in at number 16 on their top 20 of 2020. The iconic producer of lush sherried malts delivers again, employing the same technique of marrying whiskey's aged in sherry-seasoned casks of both American and European oak that landed the 12-year-old in our 2017 top 20. Uh, They have resulted in a truly decadent dram. Richly nutty and fruity, um, sounds like they're describing you big man uh, with dried apples cherries and prunes uh, the palate is wonderfully luscious supple and chewy delivering mouth coating waves of fruit that remain for minutes on end before a long farewell of lingering warming spice it sounds like mel uh, imp- <laughs> impressive and irresistibly good
1: <laughs> that sounds like me <laughs> so this is d football show in a glass <laughs> Uh, i tell you what. So McAllen has always been an industry leader for a reason. Now, n- most people don't know this, but number one with a bullet worldwide, as far as single malts go, is the one you represent, which is Glenn, Glenn Fittick. Fittick. But Glenn Fittick, Glenlivet, and McAllen have always lived in a world where they just kind of have rotated around as really the the, the standard of what a Speyside whiskey should be. Yep. Those three companies do it the best. Absolutely. And... um. What Macallan used to do at first was just American oak, which would be called their fine oak series, or the classic, which would be their sherry oak series. So it Correct. was, the 10 was done in American white, and it was a very pale color. The 12 was a sherry, and it was very dark in color. Well, as scotch became very popular, a lot of shit kind of went sideways in the scotch industry. They started to run out of juice, Mm -hmm. McAllen was one of the hardest ones hit. Their McAllen 18 year became virtually impossible to get for an entire year in the United States. And I used to represent the brand back then. So what did McAllen do during that time? Instead of just going, great, we're selling out of everything. They went, hold on, let's readjust our brand. Let's do different things. And they're starting to do more with more different types of oak. And in this instance, this 15 used to only be American white oak. They used to never give it the finish of, of sherry. sherry. And while on its own merits, as the 15 year old that was American oak was lovely, it had it you know it, it had the big vanilla caramel thing going on. But it also, like what a lot of used American white oak does, there's only so much of that to go around. So it's very pale in color. There's not much body beyond it, and adding that sherry note to it. Which gives it all the wonderful pruny fruits that we're talking about really turns it into a great whiskey and it's it, it, you, it's a big boy it's a big boy for a reason because it's really really fucking good
0: yeah it's it's excellent it's it's every drop that i remember um or that you would describe about space side yeah uh it's it's light and floral up front and then you get all of that you know kind of pear and <laughs> all those things that you think about space whiskies whiskeys that were first aged in American uh, American white oak um, come to the forefront, and then you finish with all those big bold sherry flavors of the the nuttiness, the yep. prune,
1: the um, all the, all of those things, the dark fruits. It's lovely. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. You get the sweet desserty tones, but then you get the fruity dessert tones. Normally, a lot of whiskeys don't give you both. They give you one or the other. And to put all of that into one bottle is really lovely. Uh, we've talked about, you know, saying, hey, like the um, uh, Ben a uh, Little Smoky, like, oh, hey, this is a great whiskey to get into uh, your, you know, if you haven't had smokier whiskeys, this is a good one to get into. Um, If you haven't drank single malt before, this is a perfect example of a space side and the space side should be the first single malt you drink you should not be drinking an isla first uh-uh. and something like this or like what you sell with i like, say like glenfiddich 12 or or the Balvini 12 they're perfect examples and and this one's going to be over 100 bucks so you know whereas glenfiddich and Balvini will be a little a little less expensive mm-hmm. for the 12 year old yep but um That'd be a great Christmas present whiskey. Like, if you're going to a yeah. Christmas party, that's a great fucking Christmas party whiskey.
0: Yeah, nobody's going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, remember to drink responsibly,
1: everybody. Oh, my God. Is he finally figuring all this shit out? Here only, you go, take my t- glass. Only, on. t- only you took me three and- years. Look at that. <laughs> Have a nice show, guys. My producer producing something.
3: Well, you guys are each handing whiskeys over to me, and I'm not drinking the whiskey this week, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to take both their glasses and go, Yay. <laughs>
1: the great Samsterdamas strikes again. Last week, you proclaimed, we were about to find out how good City is. Yeah, that happened. City <laughs> three, Everton one, City one, Arsenal nil. Although that wasn't the
0: greatest representation of how good City are, <laughs> that, that second game there. Yeah. But yeah, win
1: 17 and 18 in a row. Yeah. It's just cruising. M- and those are two pretty fucking decent clubs Mm -hmm. like those aren't cakewalks and neither game was ever in doubt no not at all your game was a bit um bit more lively at one one i was hoping we held on i knew like but in my heart i knew we weren't right i get like oh they're gonna they're gonna get
0: us and once they scored in in mine at the weekend uh inside what was it fucking a minute and 15 seconds I believe you one of the up, put all those people on the pitch. I think you put it on the Facebook group. Who didn't see that one coming right off the bat? <laughs> yeah, if you, I think I said if you didn't see the, this start happening, you're blind. I think is what I said. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. This one of the smallest players on the pitch uh, peeling off between both center back or uh, between Rob Holding and Hector Bellerin, and then getting a header in uh, inside. Like I said, 75 seconds. It's just absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Um, but and then after that, City never got out of first gear. But they didn't fucking need to. No, they didn't. Because need Arsenal to. Well, were still trying to start the fucking car. Yeah, <laughs> it was not good. Um, eats. A, a terrible game. I mean, after that initial bit, you know what it was like? It was like the eighth grade dance where everybody runs out in the middle of the thing, starts twerking, and then the ruler comes out, and they have to separate kids, and then everybody goes to the other side of the gym. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Shit.
1: Um, Mel is looking very perplexed, which is brilliant. They went,
0: danced hard real quick, and then the teacher said, everybody back to your fucking corners, okay?
3: I, I went to school in Southern Maryland. They didn't do that. <laughs> I went
0: to school in Fiji County. They absolutely did. So, uh, <laughs> for those first three songs, absolutely brilliant, too.
1: <laughs> so, you... <laughs> In the case of, I mean, might as well look at these collectively as one body of work, because it's just City continuing to roll. A little bit of credit, you know, Seamus Coleman really did a good job shutting down uh, uh, Raheem Sterling down the one side. Problem was... Morez and Silva on the other side ran buckshot, yeah. and it's not even that Digne played bad; they just owned the pitch. Absolutely, <laughs> it's like, it was... oh, you're going to shut off this side? That's fine. We'll do it over here. Like, yeah, and, and, and even even when Everton scored, it was for me, it was like, oh shit, we scored. Oh shit, Richie got a goal. That's good. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know now what? You come out in the second half, and you're like, uh, we're going to play the ten minute game. We're at 45, we need to make it to 55. Yep. Then we need to make it to 65. Then we need to make it to 75. Oh, shit, we've been scored on again already. And you didn't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're going to talk about every th- the, some of the individual stuff, the as goal has got to be talked about, That's right, Sammy? That was a fucking Sammy? peach that so- was. Yeah, it was a fucking peach that was. Um, he should have been closed down,
0: though, in my opinion. Uh, they gave Absolutely. him way too much time and space. And um, he obviously found that little pocket of space uh, with a very tight angle to shoot in. Uh, but found it. It was absolutely brilliant um, and just kissed it off the, uh, the far inside of the post on the far side. It was lovely. You couldn't beat that goal.
1: Um, it, Pickford actually played well in this game. There's just nothing he could do about it. It was just unfortunate. Yeah, he probably should have had goal number three, Bernardo Silva's, that got him square in the hands, but he still played very well. And we'll get on to how he played over the weekend, which was exceptional. The, the problem with the the, the lead the, up...
0: The same closing down problem happened in our game. That's yeah. who put the cross in for Sterling. And it yeah. was Tierney did the same thing Digne did mm. and just backed off of him and gave him that little bit of space to cut in on his left foot. In your game, he <laughs> rifled it in the far corner. In my game, he picked out an inch-perfect fucking pass to yeah.
1: Raheem Sterling. Um, what he did in, in our match, it was he was... Him and Davies were covering Silva and... Um, and Mahrez. Mahrez kind of ran past Dinier and Davies went with him but then the ball went to Silva so Davies went to Silva and by the time Mahrez had already he had cut in behind uh, Dinier when he received the ball and then it was it was already too late. So he just got left he basically got left and it was a great but it was also Great maneuvering! You watch the whole setup of the play because it was them just passing the ball around for like well, a minute straight before it happened. Was
0: De Bruyne a back fit for your game? I don't remember. He finally
1: came in right at the end. Okay. <clears throat>
0: did they play with a striker?
1: In, in uh yes. Our, our game played with a striker, and they beat us three to not. one. Yours didn't, and they beat you one nothing comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> without a fucking striker. Yeah. They so, owned the pace of play without a fucking striker. Sam. But in, in our
0: game, what happened was is Rob Holding and Pablo Mari had nobody to mark yeah. so they were going to try to help others just right? leaving space and leaving space and Kevin De Bruyne found that space mm-hmm. and started dictating play very easily yep. because as soon as he penetrates and gets in behind them uh, the whole thing collapses and then he finds Mars on the outside and then everybody's got to shift and move and recover and they, they find those spaces right as you vacate that space they find that space and are able to pick the pass and just <coughs> completely pull us apart
1: can City be beat? Um, Yeah, they can, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, where where do we think they lose? Like, I mean, if I'm looking at the calendar, I think the FA quarterfinal against Everton is a good opportunity for them to lose because I think they may be paying – they will have just played their second Champions League game that week. Yep. So they could either be on a real high or a real low depending on what happens. Yeah. Um. And I think a lot of attention now is going to be Champions League for them, because uh, they don't have to worry about the League Cup for a while. But in the league, I don't know who's going to fucking beat them. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't. It's going to be something stupid. Yeah.
0: It'll be like Brighton. Or yeah, probably. Fulham. Yeah. I mean, it'll be something dumb because they'll take their foot off the gas. Right. For precisely. That, you know, especially if it's right after a Champions League game, <clears throat> they'll they'll take their foot off the gas. But they'll be, they're so far ahead that it doesn't even matter at this point. But also, I mean, look at the... I mean, they won't collapse like Liverpool did. Once Liverpool won the title, they went, what, seven
1: games or something without a win? (laughs) They were were terrible. Well, this isn't to say they haven't been without injury, because they have had injuries. But they're so fucking deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so deep. And they've, like, gundawin has been doing everything for them. didn't really need them. He went out on an injury against uh, the week the week prior and you didn't need him against Everton you didn't need him against Arsenal he started against us yeah but But we
0: didn't need they they didn't need him to be on yeah and the the ability to be able to move people around
1: and bring in Fernandinho for uh, hey here's the spot start we need you for great I can do the job you know Um, I went ahead and poured us each the shot because we'll go ahead and do it collectively I did pour one a little heavy so I want to note Sam I gave myself the heavier pour they look
0: about even from here buddy (laughs) Mine has more. Uh. <laughs> All right, Mel, We since we have to drink together, do you want to fill for a second?
3: I mean, y'all are getting competitive over who's got the most earwax Cheers. alcohol. It's kind of ridiculous, and uh, it's a good thing only you two are doing shots tonight.
1: Yeah, that's right. You're doing shots, too.
3: Wow. Mm. <coughs>
1: wow. It's been a while. I didn't get it underneath the tongue this time, so at least I don't have like juicy earwax like I did last week.
3: Oh, it never comes out when you get it under the tongue.
1: Yeah, but ooh. Mm, My God. You know what, Sam? Let's go ahead and chat about more satisfying things.
2: Oh, fuck off.
1: Sam? All for one, one for all. Crystal Everton Palace. Place,
0: <laughs> We've got the best hey,
2: hey, it's great.
1: Listen, program. listen to the lyrics. They're beautiful. As as they're beautiful. Us, we'll just listen. Never let them
3: down. I was trying to fade and it out.
2: We'll
1: Ready? I'd rather talk about old oh, Gatwicko first. In the Merseyside Derby, <laughs> Everton motherfucking football club 2, Liverpool fucking nil.
0: For the first time since 1999 when I
1: was 13 years old. Absolutely. <laughs> The year of Y two K was the last time that Everton defeated Liverpool. Wasn't
0: that just ten minutes ago? <laughs> what happened to Mel's computer?
1: Oh. I think it's isn't because that because they knew to this yeah.
3: song was coming, and the gods were like, maybe if we crash the computer, we could avoid it.
1: this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, <laughs> first win for Everton since uh, 2010. Uh, Sam, that was the year I started uh, following. Um, uh, Everton was 2010. Uh, so you are the Jan of Everton Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that match. Wow. Yeah, because that's back when it was on Fox and everything was kind of scrap like nah. odd schedule yeah. and I, I it might have again I might have been doing something for work and just I did not see that game. So this would be the very first, the very very first time I have seen everton beat liverpool and it is satisfying as
0: fuck well can i say you do not have as good of a poker face as carlo
1: no no i don't (laughs) carlo oh my god the the lineup before the game did you see where they were interviewing Klopp ahead of time and he was just like wait they're not starting well that was (laughs) was the thing is is he
0: said have you seen the team sheets and he goes no i haven't i had to come out here and talk to you people i haven't seen the team sheet yet and then he says, Is Alan starting? He said, No. Is, is Cover Lewin? He said, No. And he goes, Oh, Carlo Poker Face. <laughs> so I actually missed your first goal because in, in live time. So I right. missed the sexual pass because <laughs> I was making a shitty Photoshop of Lady Gaga's album cover for Poker <laughs> Face with Carlo Ancelotti's face on it.
1: <laughs>
0: that was pretty brilliant, by the way.
1: <laughs> I did love that. And I just crossed out.
0: Her name with a red X <laughs> It
1: wrote King Carlo over top of it. Um, um producer Mel uh, so bad. Please, please yes. forgive me. Please forgive me as I say the following. Um James Rodriguez. Fucks. <laughs> oh my god, that pass. It was a penetrating ball. Well and well, and the you um, you saw the way he brought it down too. It oh, was yeah. the ball kind of got knocked around, DeCorey kind of flailed at it and kind of knocked it away. And James gets it right on his foot. It was almost like it just landed on the top of his foot, and he carried it right down to the ground and then turned around and put that pass right into Richie. And on, Richie, on that foot, you're just like, oh, that's fucking well, Tim, going in the back of the net.
0: Tim Howard is a, a little fortunate that Quebec made the mistake he made. mm mm-hmm. um, And Tim Howard did a great job of explaining it. Uh, when Quebec – when when James turns, right – Quebec starts to turn his body knowing that ball is going to get played through. Right. But he wasn't fast enough. So what he ended up doing was because he was so square, he couldn't sort his feet out and get to the pass. Mm-hmm. Then he also couldn't sort his feet out and turn to track the run. So he took himself out of the play by by turning. And 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 this was it was odd to see, but it was the right thing to do on one of City's breaks in my game against City at the weekend, Mm -hmm. David Luiz was tracking back, and I know it sounds funny for me to praise him a little bit, but instead of turning to face, I think it was Sterling, that was running at him, he kept his back turned and just looked over his shoulder. Right. But that way he didn't give him that opportunity to jink him, right? Right. right. Because as soon as he turns and shifts that body weight... Sterling's going the opposite direction. Yeah, done. Completely taking yourself out of the way. Quebec did not do what David Luiz did. He did... He made the mistake. He turned, shifted his body weight, and then he was he was done. Yeah. And it was a great finish from Richarlison. Oh, perfect. Cool, composed. Allison
1: had no chance whatsoever. It seems like Richie might be finding his groove again. In fact, that's what Carlo said post presser was, yep. was Richie's back. And yeah. I, he said it that simple. He was like, Richie's back.
0: I like Duncan Ferguson... Trying to, uh, I'm surprised Carlo does not have a
1: fucking brain damage. Um, Duncan hugged everybody hard, very hard. Duncan was like shaking Carlo,
0: <laughs> screaming in his face, and Carlo just looked
1: at him like, "Yeah, we won. All right." Duncan was on the pitch the last time they fucking <laughs> won at Anfield. Yeah, you know I mean, um, so now losers they never take our three points. <laughs> no, they will not. The um, <clears throat> so now. Losers of four straight for the first first time since 1923. Liverpool are in a flat-out free fall. Yeah, uh, by their standards, absolutely. And I
0: do want to quickly pull up the Premier League table because I think with that loss in City's win, mm-hmm. Liverpool might actually be closer to the relegation battle than they are the top of the table. No shit. I think that's accurate, and I will tell you right now, they are 19 points behind City now on even games and only 15 points away <coughs> I'm sorry 18 points away yep alright so so they are closer to the relegation places point wise than they are the title so Liverpool's getting
1: relegated heard possible okay yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen they're already <laughs> to 40 points <laughs> once you get to the, the magic number of 39 you're, you're, you're usually all right. pretty okay yeah you're alright so okay so they're going to just but skirt it's, by it's, in 17th place sir. it's bad it's very bad
0: it's uh, very bad interesting stat that is the second goal, which mm-hmm. Gilfie dispatched fantastically. Bit of mm-hmm. a controversial penalty, but well, Calvert Lewin is weird. Calvert Lewin kicked him in the head. trying right. uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold in the head, but Alexander-Arnold kind of dove in front of him or slipped in front of him and impeded his progress. Right. So
1: he ended up getting hurt. But it. Um, this is. New. It was his fault honestly this, this is, is weird. no different than when a defender goes to swing through a ball and the attacker gets his foot in the way and then you end up kicking the attacker and that gets called as a penalty it's no different than that well yeah that's fair and uh here's here's my question is uh he was not going for the ball when he did make contact and foul um and foul uh Calvert-Lewin I don't care because all I cared about was us scoring the penalty and winning the fucking game but if I was an Arsenal fan or if I was a Southampton fan, I would be outraged at the fact that Or a guy got sent off in that right. If by if if the way the rule is written, if you are not going for the ball, it is an automatic sending off. Why was that not an automatic sending off? Yep. I, I think the I think the referee in the moment and the reason why he was so quick at the screen, he knew he knew it was a penalty. He called it a penalty. There wasn't gonna be overwhelming evidence to turn it over. And he knew I'm in the fucking derby. We need to make this shit quick. We need quick. to get this moving. Yeah. And and I guarantee you the 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 his his VAR official said, Well, at least go look at the fucking screen for a second. <laughs> yeah. Make it look like we did what we were supposed to do. And he walked up and he looked at it right away to make sure his uh, you know, his hair was still, you know, the flow was still looking good. <laughs> and he turned right back around, and pointed at the spot and it said was. penalty. It was
0: like he was checking himself out in the mirror. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, interesting stat, and this this is the actual stat I was going to get to before I uh, explain what the the penalty decision was about. Mm-hmm. Is that is only the third penalty that Everton have been awarded at Anfield since the end of the Second World War, <laughs> <laughs> since the fucking Holocaust. You've only had three
1: penalties at Anfield. Yeah,
0: <laughs> isn't that insane?
3: That's
1: ridiculous. And, and you, you know what's funny that that would spread there should be conspiracy theories right but no 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 what side has all the conspiracy theories so far Sam well that Manchester United no the red side <laughs> the red side has been you know because obviously Um, hold on real quick we forgot because Lord only knows coverage talked about it enough we need to take a moment for the Dutch Tulip moment of silence please you're still shit okay you're still shit. You're fucking lost. Stop crying about everybody that's fucking hurt. Everyone has had injuries. Yes, all of your injuries have happened to be at one fucking position. And that sucks. If only you were a very wealthy club that had a lot of fucking money that could have solved that fucking problem in the transfer window. But you decided to go with a 20-year-old kid on the worst team in fucking Germany and a fucking uh, championship player. That's what you decided to go with. You know what? And you better let that kid that he's going to have to play the rest of the season. He should have a fucking free pass. You know, Liverpool what sucks? fans, you better be fucking nice to that guy.
0: I do feel bad for Jordan Henderson, though. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That the his hamstring uh, issue, that sucks. And it just his body language. You mean? When
1: uh, the, did you say Pickford? Yeah, I think you meant Henderson. I, I think said Henderson. Oh, okay,
0: I thought you said Pickford. The the um, I may have said Pickford. I meant Henderson. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Henderson when he went down with his hamstring the uh physios ran out to him and it just his body language they're like what's wrong all of it everything yeah. just as much as i've played as much as i've done everything that my managers asked me to do my entire body just fucking hurts
1: yeah i mean you could you <laughs> just could give te- me a body cast <laughs> that, that that's that's one of those kind of injuries where you're just like that wasn't any one thing that was just body said nope no yeah, ain't nope, doing this no you're you're done you're done. Yeah. We're done. We need we're to not sit doing, out for a couple days. We're not doing there. this anymore. We're fucking finished. Fuck yeah, you. Up.
0: And you know, it, it's gonna happen. It happens it's happening to everyone at the moment because the schedule is thick and fucking fast. You know, it's just how it's going at the moment.
1: <clears throat> um should should Jurgen just go ahead and start playing the two new transfers? or putting in Nathaniel Phillips and letting him play. Like, just stop trying to put Fabinho and Henderson back there and put them where he needs them. Because, remember, the great signing that was supposed to be Thiago Silva has netted exactly zero fucking goals and zero fucking assists since he's gotten there. Yep. You know? That's exactly what he should do. Now, the Reds will tell you that that was because Richarlison injured him in the derby, and that's the only— and he was never the same. Yeah, but he's played eight other times. Nine other times. Right. (laughs) Like— Right, yes, that's exactly the Come case. So play the players where you need to play them, uh-huh. and, and they, trust They me, lose
0: so much more not having Henderson in the midfield and Fabinho in the midfield than they gain by putting them in defense. Because when they're in the midfield, they dictate play. Your defense doesn't right. have shit to do. Right. Because they're protecting the defense, one. Two, they're recycling the ball brilliantly. Maybe something not Wijnaldum, play such a high fucking line, too. Something Wijnaldum and fucking um, uh, Tiago don't do. No. Right? They don't recycle the ball very well. That's all Henderson and Fabinho. And with that, without that control, and again, like you said, the high yeah. line that they're playing, and the fullbacks aren't staying back to help out, they're still bombing <laughs> forward. So it's, it's basically... You know, Jamie Vardy on two people, which is, I fancy Vardy's chances in any circumstance that you right. say those words to me. There's, um, you know, the but, center backs get overloaded against other teams. Right. And then what we saw against against Leicester, like I said, is just they but, did it to themselves
1: again. But, like, let's say they play with their their regular line, right, and they just go with the two kids in the back, right? They get beat. Okay, that's fine. That's going to happen. But if your offense and midfield is doing what it's supposed to do... You win 2-1. You, you win four to fucking three. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And, and those guys getting beat a few times is going to teach them how not to get fucking beat again. Like, they're going to learn. You, I mean, it's got to be trial by fire right now. You can't just kid glove it the rest of the... I mean, for for Juergen, you can't be so protective of, oh my gosh, we need to make Champions League that you end up not making Champions League because of it. You might as well put the players in position that you've bought to play the fucking job that they've done and then let the let them fucking go. Let them fucking go, you know? Yeah. I mean
0: that's that's absolutely true. Um but it's it's not surprisingly it's unsurprising that he hasn't seen that yet because he also apparently according to his post match uh couldn't even find the referee after the game to ask him a question that he had to ask. Well, I think <laughs>
1: at least at couldn't least find he, him I'm, just couldn't find him I'm just surprised he didn't blame the wind this time because it was an exceptionally windy day <laughs> and the the commentators were giving him every opportunity to because Arlo's like well uh, Graham Lasso can't talk right now because his headset just blew off <laughs> and like <laughs> if ever there was the opportunity for you're going to go <clears throat> very windy very windy that's why the game didn't go our way very very windy has to be mentioned Jordan Pickford Herculean effort for Actually all played the really shit fucking we well. give him. Four
0: worldies, like I love also like. our boy John that shared the. Uh, he's a Manchester United supporter, but mm-hmm. he shared the highlights of the last few Merseyside derby uh, compilation in the Drunkard United FC yep. uh, closed group on the old Facebook. And uh, the very first highlight was Jordan Pickford's uh, uh, reverse yep. slam dunk on the top of the bar <laughs> for Divac Origi to score. Yep. I, excuse me, I almost forgot that
1: happened. I, so I, that was a lovely reminder when I woke up. I do want to say me, the- uh, Woke up Saturday morning. The Trent Alexander Arnold non-red, um, I'll say, all right, then reds. All's forgiven for uh, Pickford then, right? Because your guy tried to mortally injure our guy. We haven't- uh, <laughs> With his face against his <laughs> knee? Come on. Oh, uh, his face against his knee, his leg that kicked right into his fucking leg as he's fucking running by. Well, oh. it was a red- pure and simple and stop giving Liverpool excuses for the fouls they commit to go along with the fucking dives that they already do, which by the way, credit to the fucking ref for not calling a single one of them because Mane and Salah were in their best fucking free fall 10 fucking 10 foot platform diving form in this fucking match.
0: All I'm saying is at least Trent Alexander-Arnold didn't try to murder somebody. Like oh, Jordan Pickford did.
1: And that's true, like the Dutch tool up. You're correct. And and their season has been fucked because of it <laughs> completely. Because 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 they're the most complete team ever, yet we've lost one guy, and now it's we can't do it without Van Dyke. Okay, you're one or the other, but I thought you fuckers never walked alone. Anywho. What does this <laughs> what does this mean for uh Everton, Sam? It means that you have firmly
0: put yourself and I can't believe I'm about to say this into a dog fight for fourth position with
1: fucking West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> I I I would say what it means for us is is eh, we're probably going to lose to Southampton next weekend. The places for Europe are starting to tighten up and it's uh, not all big 6 clubs like we're used to. West Ham 2, Tottenham 1, Chelsea 1, Southampton 1, Leicester 2, Villa 1. West Ham are on fire, Tottenham are in shambles. Yeah. Um we're seeing third season Jose
0: uh in a season, season and a half. Two. Yeah. 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 It's um
1: pretty bad dire straits over there can't I, say that i hate seeing it though to to the point <laughs> where, to the point where suddenly he's starting to play bail uh bail and dale alley yeah and and they're doing good which yeah. is even they've worse been the, they've that's been the even better worse yeah. for jose because then it just makes all the supporters look back and go well they played well and the, what the, where the fuck have they been yeah. why haven't you been playing them
0: you know, part of the problem is, too, is is um, the defense staying switched on because Larissa has made a couple of fantastic saves in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and it's been an unfortunate parry, in this case, back into the path of Mikel Antonio, uh, where he was able to just react first before either defender. Um, but that initial save was brilliant Yeah, uh, to stop it. Where was um, uh, Alderweireld? yeah where was uh uh sanchez yeah what are what are they doing? you know what I mean they they have to be there backing their goalkeeper up, and they weren't, and yeah. they paid for it. they paid the price, yeah, and Jesse Lingard's fucking on fire
1: you can't i mean i I get it he's a united guy, and everybody's going to have their own individual issues with, but that man has been through fucking hell and back. Yeah, and to see him just enjoying himself—oh, it's brilliant. He's just—he's enjoying playing football. He's having fucking fun. Jay
0: Lings, baby.
1: And, And at the end of the day, it's a fucking game. Yeah, and that's exactly what a game should bring to you. It shouldn't, like, it shouldn't be what weighs you down because because your personal life and things are going on in your life that are falling apart to then be complicated even more by your job being even worse so like it just makes things worse and it just it's it's even if you don't like a Manchester United guy or a Liverpool guy or whoever to see somebody to have that kind of a little bit of a resurgence and some joy in their fucking life you can't help but be happy Everyone loves
0: a comeback story. Yep. Everyone Um, loves a comeback story. And he's he's been brilliant. And the way that he's fit in with the players at West Ham in such a short time. I mean, everybody running over celebrating with him, getting in on the dance. Yep. Uh, Not sure exactly what Declan Rice was doing, but (laughs) (laughs) tried to be involved. It was quite cute. (laughs) He attempted to be involved. West Ham only had 31% of the ball. Mm -hmm. Equaled on shots with Tottenham. Clinical. 4-4. And West Ham... 100% 100% of the shots that they took were fucking on target. Mm-hmm. Not something we're used to seeing
1: from them, really. <laughs> Moyes ball. That, that that game personifies how Moyes coaches a team. We're, we're not going to get a lot of opportunities, but those opportunities are going to fucking count.
0: Now, I have a, a theory on this as well. I think West Ham will go on a little bit of a slide here soon.
1: Yeah, I don't know why.
0: Okay, why? Last week, everything David Moyes said was downplaying their chances, <laughs> this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and suppressing. Uh, this is a term that I use. I heard a pundit use this uh, this past week, and I thought it was kind of poignant that everywhere he's gone, even to an extent at Manchester United, he's had to suppress his own ambition. Right. Right. Because Everton, at the time that he was there, shoestring budget. Oh yeah. Um, Sunderland. Well, Sunderland, because Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, uh, West Ham the first time, Dildo Brothers. Yeah, exactly. West Ham this time, Dildo, Dildo Brothers. But <laughs> <laughs> we only have two strikers on the books. <laughs> sell one of them. Fuck yeah, him. we don't need him. him. Yeah, don't replace them before the three days before the season starts. Sell one of our best youth products. Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, we haven't. We, we, that he's he's it, had to suppress that ambition, right? Yeah. Um, Post match this time. Getting kind of close to the top four, aren't we?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that screams, that screams now a start, smackdown.
0: Yeah, now he's starting to, you know, hey, we actually
1: got a chance at this.
0: And last week it was all downplaying everything,
1: right? Yeah, that's so, a scream time for a smackdown. <laughs> um, they do play yeah. City coming up, which, by the way, if you remember, the very first season, uh, well, I mean, well, no, it was last season. In the very first game, uh, Manchester City defeated uh, West Ham 5-0, I believe, mm-hmm. Sam, right? Yeah. <laughs> That one was just for you, Chris. You got me right when I took it. For just Scott. for you, yeah. Chris. You, Especially but, after what he said to me, mm-hmm. me online this weekend, too. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I mean, the Irons do have a chance. I, I they think absolutely they, have a chance. I think they've got as good a chance as anyone else. I think they're – we, we talked about it last week. I think they have the best central midfield in the fucking league right now. And they've got a very concise plan They They picked up exactly the right piece in Lingard. Everybody's doing their job and they do it well. Now, you know, you got to be concerned that, you know, Antonio, he's back. Great. What happens if he gets hurt again? You don't want to go long periods without him. But, you know, he, he, why not? Why not? I mean, it really, for me, why not? They, they, the, I think they deserve every chance to be there as the next guy. And the, by the way, everybody, I'm going to let you in on a little precursor. I picked them 20th place dead last to go fucking down this year. So I, why don't they deserve the opportunity? They're not going to go down first. <laughs> yeah, no, but, they aren't.
0: Uh, if you consider the Champions League places the promised land, the Europa League places the River sticks. And eighth, <laughs> eighth through seventeenth <17th> as obscurity. <laughs> There's still time for the ferryman to work his magic. <laughs> oh, the ferryman can
1: work his magic. <laughs> moving, moving on to uh, Chelsea and Southampton. The Saints needed this fucking draw. Jesus, the 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 they way they've been tanking, yeah. just they've been dropping like a stone lately. So just to get a point, it's something right? It's, it's fucking something. They can start to get back to their their form. I know they're missing players. I know there's a lot of people hurt on that side, but that's a big fucking point well, for they, them. They played very organized.
0: Um, Again, they all yeah. stuck to their task. And even though Chelsea dominated the play, they failed to really have clear-cut chances at all Uh, for the most part. And I think that's been a lot of Southampton's resurgence this this last year uh, when they started the season so well and were punching above their weight again was down to that organization and defensive prowess mm-hmm. um wasn't necessarily and Danny Ainge was scoring kind of at will and they were you know 1-0 2-0 um kind of kind of results at the beginning of the season everybody got hurt and Ben uh, decided
1: he wanted to play for every team but Southampton. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to score on my team against all the other teams.
0: Yeah, I'm going to score a goal for every club in the league except my own. My
1: best chance to score a goal in every game is to score in my own net. <laughs> yeah, nobody will expect it. That's a bold move, Cotton. That's a, that's a bold strategy.
0: It sure is. Um, but they only had three shots on target. Chelsea. So Southampton can be really happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. uh again. And Minamino has been their best player, I think, since he's joined. He's he's looked lively. Um, he, he works hard for the team. He's been creative. And he's got a few goals in, uh, under his belt now. So I, I think we're seeing the reason why Liverpool signed him. <laughs> the problem is is that he can't get in the Liverpool team because he's not better than... It's the same thing that happened to Danny Ings. Mm-hmm. But Danny, I mean, Danny Ings struggled with injuries and all when he was there. But he's not better than Mosala. He's not better than, than Firmino. And he's not better than Mane. He's a guy that that at Liverpool would get eighty-fifth minute, we gotta throw you on. Then they bought Jota as well. He's not better than Diogo Jota. Mm-hmm. So not Jota's been hurt, obviously, but Minamino needed minutes to develop. He needed game time to develop. And I, I think Liverpool will eventually reap the benefit of this loan move in particular. Uh, or Minamino's just gonna want to leave and play consistently. Right. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like there's gonna be any shakeup of that Liverpool front line for
1: for years well until it all implodes which it will do naturally on its own. Mane hates Sala and Sala hates Mane and it's all gonna go to shit.
0: Well the problem is they're from the same continent, right? (laughs) So they're both always going for the same individual accolades and while Mane is playing well enough to deserve them Mo Salah's the shiny pretty thing and they're you know he's getting all the attention true where Mane does a lot of fucking work for that team
1: although he did Mane did get the uh, the last African cup went to uh Senegal no well
0: right he won uh, the trophy yeah. but
1: African player of the year last year Mosala. yeah it always is it, exactly and right, I think this isn't he's, the Liverpool segment let's I'm get just on saying, to Chelsea I think he's a little bit annoyed that's all yeah. um really one big thing to talk about Chelsea uh they yeah didn't really play a particularly good game they didn't i mean they might have dominated possession but i don't think they did dominated opportunity no not and at all the the really big one is at halftime um sub for Tammy Abraham with um uh, Hudson Adoy because uh, Abraham injury, went out with an yep. injury um, Hudson Adoy played 30 minutes and then got subbed off when you get subbed off as a sub that's a message. Yeah, that's disrespectful.
2: <laughs> that's uh, a did message. you see
0: the camera shot of Hudson Odoi after he was subbed off in the stands with Tammy Abraham? Mm-hmm. And Tammy just shook his head like, Ugh. "Yeah." I think it's Thomas Tuchel is has the reputation, at least, of being quite fiery mm-hmm. with both players and having a difficult time managing up uh, mm-hmm. at a football club. Gotten constant issues with sporting director and the board at Dortmund. Same mm-hmm. thing at PSG. And now we're seeing potentially the beginning of that at Chelsea. Difference is is he still hasn't lost a game. Seven right. what is it now? Seven games in and all competitions. Yeah. First um, real goal conceded that wasn't an own goal. Right. Was this match. He's only let in two goals in seven games. And one of them they scored on themselves. Yeah. With precisely. A brilliant fucking touch by Antoine Rudiger. Cannot be enough cannot be made about that. <laughs> what a <laughs> was, what what a goal. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> um but they've I think Hudson Adoy had the unfortunate circumstance that he was running the sideline that Thomas that was next to the technical area, and if he's not doing what the manager wants him to do exactly, then Tuchel doesn't give a fuck, and I, he will do what he wants, and he subbed them off. <laughs> I wonder for Tuchel if this and was- Hudson Adoy was one of the players that we spoke about. Everybody spoke about pundits we listened to, the television crew, everybody, <laughs> yeah, about having a resurgence so far under Tuchel. So yeah. I don't know if
1: something happened in training. I don't know what went on. I'm I'm wondering if maybe this is Tuchel just throwing his dick on the table real quick because hey, by the way, you guys are enjoying success. Understand why you're having success isn't necessarily because of you. It's because you all needed a reorganization. Well isn't success still at Watford? Well uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> great success. He was a great success. <laughs> great success is at Watford. Success is, that, is at uh, is that Chelsea, Chelsea right now? <laughs> Allegedly. (laughs) Um, But almost to say, okay, guys, there's a reason why I was brought in. And the reason why I was brought in is, sure, your manager might not have been the right guy for the job, but you guys were under-fucking-performing. And if you're going to under-fucking-perform,
0: this is what I'm
1: going to... And you could do it to a kid, and I don't think all hellfire and brimstone breaks out. You do that to a veteran, and then you might lose... The player and the locker room, unless it's purposely because you want to get rid of them in the summertime. But that, you know, I feel like maybe that was just like a, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah, there's a absolutely. reason why I'm here.
0: A hundred percent. It's like when you went to put the chickens to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, just whipped it out for you. Well, that's it. it it's the the subbing out of Hudson Adoy is you walking down that hill and us filming you. <laughs> Thinking that you might eat it, and you didn't, so you decided to show us
1: the brain. <laughs> well, because you <laughs> deserved it. Um, no jack going into the uh, Villa Lester match. How about that?
3: We had no cash and no jack, and mm-hmm. so we only fucked a little.
0: Bertriori, not enough. Bert and yeah. Triore Triore fucks. the only one that fucks. And that was a, a sad little scuffle afterwards, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> I have written here. Casper's a dick. <laughs> yeah. But that was just a, p- a piss poor standing up for point? yourself. What was the point? Well, well it was well here's the thing. Schmeichel is already the type that if he goes to penalty shootouts, he stands on the penalty spot and talks to you yeah. the entire time. It's mind game and then, yeah. and then doesn't fine. and doesn't walk back till the ref makes him go back. Well what and even happened then was, does it very slowly. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Triori scores the goal casper just falls on him with his knees and then just stays on him
0: yeah the 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 play itself yeah he wasn't like out Mm. of line doing that like he came Mm. out to challenge him triore slipped did very well to still get the shot on target scored schmeichel you know was trying to make himself big tripped over the leg of of triore that he scored with fine kind of knees fall over him he did kind of catch himself
1: and make him you know so he didn't come down hard on him but as you said, he just fucking sat there for like 10 seconds and decided not to get up. And then Triori finally kind of nudges him a little. Like, hey. And then Casper loses his mind. Like, why the <laughs> fuck you kicking me, bro? What's up, bro? Why are you starting shit, bro? Be like, bro, you were fucking laying on me, bro. <laughs> and, and, yeah,
3: Michael's and- a Viking. I don't think Vikings say bra.
0: Oh, uh, Vikings definitely say bra. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it might not come out that way, but definitely say brah. <laughs> It just looked like total fucking frat boy douchebags. I mean, really, what it came down to: the Foxes came out quickly. They had a great first half, and they score a couple of really quick, brilliant goals. Yeah, a- a- Martinez is probably going to be hard done on that second one. He probably should have held on to it or gotten it away further. But I yeah, it was an
0: unfortunate where where he parried the ball to was unfortunate, and he fell to a player that's in form. And uh, and and absolutely roofed it in Harvey
1: Barnes. You know, but look at it this way: um, they were missing their key player, and they managed to not get scored on seven times. Oh wait, no, it was so hard without L- Maddie Cash. I know Liverpool's best player was there for the seven goals that got no, scored on. A, it's That's a lot. Right. It's a lot easier when two players on the field can use their hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, they they found a way to grow into the match, and obviously Leicester too was going to see it out at at a certain point, mm-hmm. but. But, you know, that's something Villa is going to have to figure out because there is going to be a world without Jack Grealish. Yeah. Be it he eventually gets sold to a bigger club, which I don't think he has that ambition. I think Jack very much wants, because he signed the new contract deal, I think he very much wants to stay at least for another season with Villa. Mm-hmm. But they're think, going Didn't he
0: sign like a four-year contract yeah, at the end of last season? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think he's safe for another year at least probably yeah, yeah but then after that it gets to two years and if there's not success he may be like hey i want to go play some champions league you know yeah. but but i you're gonna have to that figure also out depends how his england career is going at the time as well very true you know um, he, i'll get more attention if i'm playing at a bigger club right which fortunately it doesn't seem like southgate pays attention to that he puts on for players now. on the pitch right you know, for now, well, as long as there's success in Europe, it won't matter. If there's not success in Europe, then it is going to be he's going to look at the bigger clubs. If the name of the show is not success, I don't know what we're doing with our lives. <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of <laughs> a good, a lot ones. of success here today. <laughs> I was just say Vikings are definitely bros is a great title. <laughs> and then there was another one too. I saw yeah. her write down earlier that was brilliant too. So there's some good titles in here. That's, that's going to be up for debate.
0: So I, I want to compare the scuffle to the Newcastle scuffle. Okay. Because there's a very, so this one, Bertrand Traore ended up just staying on the ground between Ali Watkins, who was trying to defend him, and every time he shoved Casper Schmeichel, looking scared that Schmeichel was actually going to deck him, yeah. because Ollie Watkins is kind of slight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as compared to the Viking. Then the Newcastle struggle, we, we got the... The uh, kind of cheekiness of South American football involved, mm-hmm. where Miguel Amarone would turn around, shove somebody, and then quickly turn back and hold his players back. Like, I didn't do that. I'm just I'm trying to break this up. <laughs> then he turn around, shove somebody again,
1: and then hold his players back again. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so, well, let's not I ain't scared of nobody. I'm, but you're not gonna know it's me. Let's not miss out <laughs> on the most important thing, which is the fact that one miss, miss producer Mel misses producer Mel, should married to <laughs> me. He made me single for a
3: moment there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, Cash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still needs to do her shot of Malort like the rest of us have. This is a all Malort Monday. Oh, it is an oh, all Malort Monday. That might Monday. have to be
3: the title right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's what I have to say. It's, uh, yeah, we didn't have Captain Jack, but at least our manager didn't come out and blame the loss on not having his number one player. So there's that.
0: That's fair. Cheers. And I'll, I'll title this shot of Malort. Uh, Villa might not fuck, but Malort does. <laughs> oh, it does. I think it moved. <laughs> Do you remember that reference? Yes. <laughs> Seinfeld the magic mango George couldn't get it up for a couple episodes
3: oh well they don't know what we're talking about because <laughs> uh, so, we paused because I had to go get some mango to clear out fine. the taste of they the lort they don't need mouth. to
1: know what we're talking about Ugh. this one's for me <laughs> running out the rest of the league you know so that happened Wolverhampton won Leeds nil Burnley one, Fulham one, Burnley nil West Brom nil uh Fulham one, Sheffield nil Man U three Newcastle one Crystal Palace two Brighton one um, Sam, you want to go ahead and go through the wonderful, wonderful action that Wolverhampton and Leeds gave us?
0: Yeah, I – was I high? I wrote this game was fun to watch, but I don't remember it being that way. No. <laughs> um, no one could beat either keeper. Both keepers played pretty well. Uh, there was uh, one shot that beat Mesli. It hit the crossbar and then deflected it off his ass. Other than that, not a lot happened.
1: The end. Sorry boys, that's about what you get. It's uh it's eleventh versus twelfth. That is what you get. <laughs> yeah. That is the comprehensive roundup. Paul and uh, Geckel, Sorry. That's what you get. And if you guys don't agree, that's exactly what you deserve. You all need to rethink your... Is elite. I already Which drunk? Was... Why would I write that? This game was fun to watch. This <clears throat> game was not fun to watch at all. <clears throat> all right. So the next three, Sam, I kind of want to put together because collectively, they all kind of mean the same thing as far as the uh, bottom of the table in the battle for relegation. Um, Burnley and Fulham draw. Burnley and West Brom draw. And Fulham beat Southampton um Burnley does exactly what they need to do is to not fall f- further down and a point helps they don't need three uh, in both instances a point helps a point helps them yeah. yeah but it just especially
0: against the two teams that it was against yeah the the the. I mean they definitely burnley their way to two points this past week oh god yeah they did it god, was yeah, did. Uh, a bit of a slog at times um The Burnley-Fulham game, at least both of them gave it a go. Uh, They both tried to do things occasionally. Um, And Burnley, in the second game against West Brom, uh, Semi Ajayi gave Burnley an injection of energy for about six minutes. Then after that, they settled right back into not trying to fucking do anything.
1: Well, the second half, a 10-man West Brom side was completely pushing and dictating the action, and I think it's because Burnley just went, well, we're not going to lose. Yeah. We dare you to beat us because we don't think you will. And a point benefits us, and a point doesn't help you at all because a point really does not help West Brom anymore. It has to be wins now. The the other
0: thing that pisses me off, too, is it it seems like Sean Dyche, after having scored three goals this past weekend, Mm -hmm. was like, fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> we got to get back this to things. This isn't Burnley Football <laughs> Club. Okay. This is not Burnley football, no. for fuck's sake. At all. We have to make this as ugly as humanly possible. We
1: need some nil-nils and some one-one stat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> three-nil.
1: What kind of performance was that? <laughs>
0: the fuck not, you think you yeah. are? Who do you think you're playing for, Davin Moisiola? <laughs> I don't is, think so. That's
1: how the other Clarendon <laughs> Blue teams play. Yeah. We have a fucking image to uphold, <laughs> god damn it. Sorry, Russ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's ugh. They just—it was so ugly. (laughs) And but then Fulham did exactly what they needed to do, which was survive Burnley. Right, a win would be nice, but at least don't lose. Right, don't, don't fuck it off. Don't lose. And then they got the win against Sheffield. If you would have looked at these last three games and said Fulham, you're going to get seven points, I guarantee you they would have gone, huh? But they got the win against fucking Everton, they got the win against Sheffield, and they got the draw against Burnley. I guarantee you. At the same Ful- time, Newcastle lost two matches in a row. Exactly. I guarantee you, Fulham fans would have been very happy with four points in those three games, but they got fucking seven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're they, I, they are firm right back in it now because yeah, with, big time with Brighton. Brighton losing today in the way that they lost, despite their magnificent run that they've been on, and Newcastle flat out free falling. Fulham, keep doing what you're doing and win the games you're supposed to win, right? You know, go get... another one this weekend. Go get Palace. There's a chance for you to beat Palace, especially because Palace, after winning the game they won today and the way they won today, may look past you. There's a great opportunity for you there. And then what it all comes down to is when you play Newcastle again. Listen, That's it. That's the Fulham, fucking season. Fulham's
0: only three points behind Newcastle and yeah. have a better goal difference. yeah. Um, Brighton now are sitting and have a better goal difference than Fulham, but they're only four points clear of Fulham at the moment, all yeah. three on 25 games. And Burnley's not super out of it. Right. They're only sitting on 28 points, and they've got a worse goal differential than Fulham do. Mm. So they're, they're not completely safe yet either. I think Southampton's okay on 30. I think that's going to be a little bit of a stretch. Right,
1: um, but, but But for Burnley... 2 points is better than not getting points. No, absolutely. Yeah, 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 no for you know? sure. Uh, they could draw their way to safety. I'm <laughs> I'm sure of that. And and if there's ever a team that could draw their way to safety, it's fucking Burnley. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so that's why that's why I pointed that out and Fulham Sheffield was boring as shit. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. It was Fulham went out and played like Burnley, right? It was don't lose. And both teams, it was like again, it was the I'm going to use the 8th grade dance scenario. It was both teams kind of sat on the opposite sides of the gym nobody really wanted to do anything until about 75 minutes and then right. both teams went and had a go um fulham ended up scoring a goal and uh, i think sheffield were a bit unlucky to not be awarded a penalty yeah
1: yeah I'd, I'd agree i'd agree um so moving on to manchester united newcastle um professional win for manchester united oh i did know? forget
0: this i wrote yes. this line which is pretty good um aaron could have done better with the, a- Ron. with the goal that was scored
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry a- Ron. I forgot I just
0: saw it when I was crossing out we were a- done with that a- Ron.
1: <laughs> It's pretty good um, like I said professional win for Manchester United um, Newcastle's in full blown free fall and absolutely this, this game though the first 25 minutes was a fucking slog as
0: well mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody wanted to do anything Yep. Manchester United just waited for Newcastle to fuck up and yep. they did uh, and got beat at the near
1: post twice, Kyle Darlow. Uh, unlucky. Mm-hmm. I think he could have done better with both goals, to be honest. A, a rare bad game from him. Normally, he's been... I mean, he's the reason why they're not already in the relegation zone right now. I mean, yep. you think about the game against Liverpool that he had. Absolutely. Uh, just, you know. And, and sent Maxi Mullen with two in a row.
0: Amazing bits of sustained pressure from corners. Mm-hmm. Um, forced a fantastic save out of De Gea. And then scored... Excuse me, on the subsequent corner.
1: That was a cracker he hit too. Oh, it was brilliant. Good, good side footed,
0: but with pace, power, and <clears throat> accuracy.
1: And De Gea couldn't even get his arms up fast enough. Great to see him healthy and back. You know, because yeah. that's the if he had if, a tough old time with COVID. Yeah. If you are going to have any chance Newcastle without Colin Wilson right now, it's gonna be Saint Max. Cause, Absolutely. Because Joe comma, Litton, his government name, is not taking you to the fucking promise. No, either.
0: although he did have a couple of pretty good balls uh in that game. A couple of reverse passes that that kind of took United players out of mm-hmm. it. Um why he wasn't subbed off earlier, I'll I'll never understand. He went the physios tended to him at least three times. Yeah. <laughs> in the first half. It was like the guy's obviously not feeling good. Take him <laughs> off. Like something's not right here. Yeah. Um but yeah, now the, the that front creative bunch of Saint-Maximon, Almiron, now Joe Willick from Arsenal mm-hmm. uh, on loan, they're starting to kind of turn the screw a bit. Um, and when Callum Wilson comes back fit, uh, I think that that attack may be something to be reckoned with um, a little bit for that bottom half of the league. But Problem could it is, be too little too late? Exactly. Is how far do they fall
1: before Callum Wilson comes back into the fold? Because right. they need somebody to finish these chances off. And, and remember, when when Newcastle goes down, they don't go down in 20th place. They go down the last day of the season. Uh-huh. And you just go, how the fuck did they go down? Exactly. The fuck? And exactly. And like, this season right now, unfortunately, despite all the talent that the team has, it's starting to scream of this is what's going to fucking happen. Uh-huh. That, and, and Bruce won't get fired, and Ashley won't care, and then Ashley won't sell the club because he can't get maximum dollar for it. Correct. And, what it'll and, do and the to get maximum dollar is sell St. maximum, right? And the and it will just fucking continue yep. over and over and over again. It uh, will it, not stop it, you are until right. until Ashley's gone. It's just going to be the same fuckery forever for Newcastle. I also think this was a bit fortunate
0: for United. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Titch, the ball he played across to Dan James. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily. Bruno Fernandez got a stud on it, right? Which sent it between the legs of the Newcastle defender. Yeah. Dan James finished near post again. I think Darlow could have done a little bit better. I think he could have done better with Rashford shot as well. Um, and then the penalty, I don't think, was so clear cut. I uh, uh, personally, it's Manchester United. It's never clear cut, <laughs> but they always get it. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, but that was the only real decent effort at target, really, in my opinion. Yeah. From them, it it, it was again. That part of the problem is, I think, with the Europa League teams. Arsenal, for instance, played Benfica. Mm-hmm. Problem was, and I think City had to go to Budapest as well in their championship League game. No, they they do, but they don't play them till this week. It's okay, this week they play uh, because they're not. England is not accepting travelers from certain countries, so right. Arsenal played uh, Benfica in Portugal, right? But they can't go to Portugal, and then come back to England. They're not accepting travelers from so have to play them in another country so they played them in rome longer flight Mm -hmm. more travel blah blah, this that the other um city this week are gonna have to go to budapest tottenham went to budapest uh last week yeah uh all of these different situations are adding miles on the clock portugal's in the same fucking time zone you know that's an hour and a half flight bang you're home in the same you can come home that night yep right fly in that morning stretch do your thing fly home that evening you know what i'm saying it 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 this new COVID travel restriction, I think, is going to have a bit of a, uh, a monkey wrench thrown in for some of those uh, "quote unquote" top six that are in European competition at the moment, um, because they're having to play German sides, Portuguese sides, Spanish sides in different countries uh, that are further away than the,
1: the areas they'd be yep. traveling to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's get to let's get to what everybody really cares about. Oh, Gatwicko. Oh, the All Gatwicko. Um Smash and fucking grab. It's like there was a true crime ever documentary. A smash and fucking grab that could ever be smashed and fucking grabbed. It was fucking it was a fucking done. it was
0: a fucking true crime documentary.
1: This game was all Brighton. All Brighton, all possession, all It was all Brighton all day. Palace gets two chances, two goals, walk out. What the fuck yeah. you talking about, mate? We <laughs> what won you, this what, one. What you worried about? Yeah. <laughs> which is which is funny because in in this in this derby, which I the, the more I've watched it, the more I've I've become to understand. It really is a Derby. It's it's a big fucking deal for these fucking clubs and they play it hard. Palace, it doesn't matter what the form is. Palace, it's either a draw or a palace win. Like Brighton, you want to talk about a bogey team? Crystal listen, Palace, here you are. Listen, I'll give them to you right now from the Premier League app. Seventy-four point
0: eight percent possession for Brighton, twenty-five point two, obviously for Crystal Palace. Shots on target for Brighton five, Palace only had the two, as you said. Goal, goal. <laughs> total shots. What you talking about, mate? We won listen, two to one. Fuck off. Total shots. Ready? Brighton twenty-five. <laughs> Crystal Palace? Three.
3: Well, That just says Brighton can't fuck, and clearly Crystal Palace did.
0: <laughs> well, that exactly. That's the thing. And the first goal from Crystal Palace from Mateta was brilliant. Oh, my God.
1: Absolutely brilliant. Goal of the weekend. Goal of the weekend. It, it really was. And it then was
0: Benteke, bloody fucking,
1: fucking brilliant. Benteke <laughs> caught a, a,
0: a clean volley uh, to seal it in stoppage time. It's um, – it's I don't know. Brighton's got to figure out how to be a bit more ruthless. Scoring
1: goals has not been their strong suit, uh, the obviously. Sad, the sad part is is the second best uh, unbeaten streak next to City has been Brighton until yep. today. It's I, I, chalk, I chalk this up to, like I said, this has been a contest that Palace has really seemed to always figure out a way to at least get a point every time since they've both been in the Prem. Um, and I think maybe between the ears of the Brighton players, it's starting to affect him a little. I did want to mention one thing. Um, we talked about the talent of uh, uh, Leonard Tressard last season. He's really starting to get this league. He's really yeah. starting to come into form. Except like, for
0: those three times he should have crossed the ball in about the <laughs> 85th minute and decided to do fuck all with it. Right you're absolutely right he uh he's he's becoming a very important player for brighton and especially i mean we talk about injuries and stuff sully march mm-hmm. not available aaron Connolly hasn't been available mm-hmm. those two players have over the last season season and a half have been very big players for brighton that provide them a creative outlet yeah and they haven't been available um and both of them that while not lighting the world on fire would get a goal or two between them every couple of games and you won and Neil makes less, makes less for a fucking reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? Troussard has a goal in him, but not prolific. Danny <laughs> Welbeck can't stay fit enough to do it. Adam Lallana can't stay fit enough to do it. So, like, today, the goal was from Veltman, a defender. Mm-hmm. After some bullshit, you know, helter-skelter shit in the box, fell to him and he found the back of the net. Happened to. You know, they only have They don't three. have sustained pressure. Um with real goal-bound opportunities, and they, they have to find that ruthlessness if they're going to take the next step into being 10th place. Uh, you know what they, I mean? Because every year, since they've been in the league, every mm-hmm. year,
1: it's 15, 16, 17, right? They have um, three goals by header this season, and they have 10-foot-fucking-tall Dan Byrne on their team.
0: Well, because they keep putting him on a <laughs> fucking wing. They keep putting him wide. He's yeah. six seven. Put him in a box. Yeah. Put him in a fucking box. Just put it in there. He'll head it. Let him head it. Yeah, and if you have enough defenders on your books, play him. Excuse me, play him as your central striker. This has a lot of fucking carbonation in it. Heard bourbon like crazy.
1: That's all right, burp away.
0: Just put him in the center of the box.
1: Well, I can play tell him you, as a center forward. I He's t- six seven. I can tell you what, Brad. Enjoy today's smash and grab. It was brilliant. And you did it despite the fact that your newest supporting fan is Janice fucking Millman, my fucking mother-in-law. It's time to tell you what little we know it is. Prediction time.
0: Fucking Chelsea's bitch asses.
1: I hit. The chicken hit. You didn't. Pat didn't. This pleases me. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you got for us this week, Sammy? I'd like to just say hello Uh, to... uh... (laughs) Rom- Roman Abramovich <laughs> yes. fucking asshole. Heard. Allegedly, allegedly.
0: <laughs> God damn it. Um all right, so this week I am going to pick Wolves to beat Newcastle and uh as we discussed earlier Fulham to beat Palace. I there think it's going to happen and that parlay yeah. will get me
1: plus 394, which do you know what I'm down? Uh, you are. I'm I think, sorry, I didn't say it. You are now down four hundred and sixty-five dollars. Yeah. So this will take me to just
0: under. Uh, uh, using black ink again.
1: You know who's just under using black ink again? This guy over here. Not you. <laughs> just saying. You know. It will
0: be after this weekend. Don't
1: worry just about it. saying.
0: Just saying.
1: Anywho, um, our boy is driving up from South Carolina after a week of golfing and uh, fresh air <laughs> now, intake. A week of cutting grass <laughs> yeah, <heard> because <laughs> he needs to pay the fucking book deal. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. A quick bet to get back to three digits. And by that, he means three digits down. (laughs) Um, Hey, I'm driving and texting up Interstate 95. So before I call as a 10-car pileup, let me get in a quick bet. Let me put 100 on Leeds over Aston Villa at minus a half a goal. So they have to win by one at plus 112. And 100 on Wolverhampton over Newcastle at minus a half a goal at plus 108. Have a great weekend. And congrats on Everton beating Liverpool. Yes.
0: By now, um, I, I know this will go out on Tuesday, and he'll already be home. But uh, I, I think when we get off air, probably be around the Raleigh area. Mm-hmm. Should probably just alert state police and let them know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a texter driver coming up there.
1: <laughs> what a nice guy. Well, Everton get the big win, Sam, and I am now down minus twenty dollars. <laughs> I am back to being ahead of you, and order is restored.
2: Big Sam's Lock of the Week.
1: No need to reference documentation, because I just hit my fucking bets, unlike you. But I will tell you, 30.7% of the time, Sam, it works. 100% of the time. Time to get out of uh, being in the red. Go back to being in the black. I am going to take... Josh Maha to score in Fulham at Palace. It's Maja. Maja. We sorry.
0: watched the fucking documentary. Sorry,
1: I fucked it up. I don't care. I'm the name assassin. I'm already regretting the bet because you bet the fucking game too, which means I'm gonna be fucked.
0: Yep. Well <laughs> both goals are
1: coming from Caviero. Yeah. I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't figure you were gonna fucking do it this time. Oh, <laughs> well, what can I say? Hey, well that was an eh segment. I mean it's it's an ass show. It's it's a glorious <laughs> <laughs> thanks. That you're one might of the people. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, of all the show titles, that deservingly so apparently. Hey guys,
3: listen, subscribe. It's a eh show.
1: I still strive to give you more because I give you Kitty the Chicken. I hate how proud of yourself you are. <laughs>
3: At least there's no procrastinating poultry or something I didn't <laughs> say this week.
1: Prognosticating poultry, That's thank you. That's exactly what I or said. Or prognosticating pullet.
3: Aw, she's not a pullet anymore. She's a big girl.
1: I know she is. She's, she's a big the 100-year-old girl. chicken. She's a big fat girl. So
3: Kitty is finally over the hump as she currently sits at 13 and 12. So this week, I gave Kitty Lester hosting Graham's Gunners.
0: Can't wait to hear this one.
3: Well, Kitty showed me last week's derby coverage and would you know it she was in the very windy press box covering the match for the CSN clucking sports network uh,
1: it took her a moment to read that one
3: with none other, I was waiting for a grand react, thank you. With none other than Arlo White. Now, not too many people know this, but Arlo is a lifelong Fox supporter. And so Kitty wanted to make it noticeably clear she's picking Lester because of Arlo. Not because of a certain striker that she may have not had feelings for. <laughs> And as always, everybody, please do remember to gamble legally and not like these guys responsibly.
0: Is this one of those times when he ran in here in his underwear going, it's going to be a good one. No. <laughs> funny then he thing ran is, out again.
3: Because I've been gone all day. This is the first time I'm reading it. So I just read that blind.
1: I read it cold and I get it every single time <laughs> except for when I stumble.
3: I was perfect. I dare anybody to say otherwise. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Leave that in.
3: (laughs) Oh, son of a bitch.
0: Like I said, (laughs) 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 eh. So uh, the Leeds game tomorrow counts towards this fantasy week. Yes. So the only score that I bothered to check and both of us are completed is me and Smokey and mm. I win.
1: Oh yay. So I'll update you all on the rest of the shit next week. Very good, very good. Well, that's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words?
0: Yeah, actually. Uh visit www.patreon.com backslash do football show and uh this is the last week where you can sign up for a two dollar special. Uh where you will get the final two weeks of uh, February's... Oh, no, you get a full month. Oh, you get the whole month's you worth. You get the whole month. You get all of February's injury times. I don't read your notes. Stop pointing at them. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you get the entire month of February's um, uh, sound check and injury time, which are two extra shows uh, for just that little $2 taster. Uh, and then you can decide whether or not you want to sign up. And if you don't, we get it. You're late.
1: Okay, well, um, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. I guess the show really was. Eh. (laughs) Until next week. Peace.
2: Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Spread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam
3: Houston?
2: Arsenal fans have another Sam right day the fucker go drum stomp of a lord for stay in shorts sam gramy sam gram fucking United! now fucking unite